This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Hello, Allah, and welcome back to our two of Life Beats on Pulse 95. We are about to talk health and fitness once again with Mr. Muscle, Mike Addo, and we're going to be talking the truth once and for all about carbs. Are they the enemy, especially when it comes to chips? We had a whole discussion about chips, if you were listening just before. When it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals, should you be cutting out the carbs or have we got it all wrong? We give you the lowdown next on Life Feeds on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Now, in the rush to shed those kilos and build muscle, a plethora of high protein, low carb diets have become so insta famous that their household names have become synonymous with weight loss success. There's the Atkins diet, the keto diet, the paleo diet, and so many other low-carb, high-protein eating plans. Tried and tested usually by influential celebrities like Kim Kardashian and Halle Berry that all recommend cutting or restricting the amount of carbs that you consume each day to lose weight. But now... To separate the fact from the fiction, Mr. Muscle, Mike Addo, is back. I need some superhero music for you. <laughs> I feel like with, the, with a name like Mr. Muscle, you need like, yeah, you need Superman music or something. For sure. <laughs> they can't see it, but I'm pumping my chest up right now. <laughs> I love it. Um, welcome back. Thank you. Good, Good to, to see you. Good to see you. Now, Mike, um, this is something that we hear about all the time, but you chose the topic. And I'm wondering... You know, why you decided to tackle carbs head on today? It has to be done. We get so many messages, Viv and I, in our DMs uh, from people that we see, from people that we train, all about carbohydrates. I've tried to cut them. I've tried to get rid of them. Um, I'm eating this particular type of carb. You know, I'm feeling that um, I'm putting on weight today because I, I had carbs yesterday. And <laughs> Oh, my gosh. There's, there's too much confusion around this macronutrient. That's that, pretty full on when yeah, somebody's like stressing out because they had carbs yesterday and are feeling like they've put on weight today because of it. It's very, I don't know where this quick um, kind of um, mentality has come from that I ate something yesterday and it caused me to gain X amount of pounds today. Um, I don't know why that's been instilled in people's heads. And the first thing they go to is, you know, I looked at the food I had yesterday. I had chips or I had, I had rice. I remember I had the rice. I think it was the rice. And it's like, it probably wasn't that. It's been accumulated over time from something else or from just overeating. But we, we tend to blame carbs. You never hear anyone say, yeah, it was the avocado um, you know, that, that I ate that caused me to gain weight. Is it you know? social media and the media in general, kind of the focus that we've seen on carbs lately, is that to kind of blame for how we're starting to think about them? For sure. Social media, any instant information that people are getting um, is definitely to blame. And it... I'll give you an example. I, I had a client um, a couple of weeks back that I was speaking to. I've given a solid plan. I've explained, let's focus on not under eating. Uh, let's focus on eating properly, eating the right amount. 
and they've seen article or picture upon picture of someone that looks fantastic in great condition or they've done a competition and they've said yep you know i went zero carb uh, i was able to go into this state of fat burning ketosis and um i had amazing results i dropped x kilos in the week or over two weeks and this is what you should do so people look at it immediately think this is how I'm going to get the results. I can see the body and I can see the, the little bit of information. Forget the credentials of the person behind the post. I just want those instant results. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So we are, uh, th this is so important, you know, just cutting through all of the, the misconceptions around carbs. Um, first question is, do we actually need carbs? So I'm going to, I'm going to answer this like in, in a weird way, but I'm going to say in the immediate short term, the answer is no. Can you survive without carbohydrates over a short period of time? Yeah, you can. Um, but in the midterm and the long term, for sure you need carbs. Now, when we think about carbohydrates, they're the main source of um, energy for, our, for all our blood cells and the sole energy for the brain. So if we cut carbs from our diet, we tend to pull our energy from protein first before then extracting um, uh, the energy or the glucose from fat. Mm. Now, uh, eventually, that process will lead you to something called ketosis. I'm sure everybody is familiar with the keto diet. Um, and when you go down that process of ketosis, we produce something called ketones. These are acidic compounds um, in, in the blood. Now, the issue is when you build up a large amount of ketones, it can lead to a lot of health problems. Um, things such as comas, uh, really, really bad sickness, death, those things can uh, accumulate because of having high ketones in the body. When do you kind of start to build up? Because, you know, the keto diet is probably the most famous diet at the moment. It's the biggest trend mm. when we're talking about diets. And I have friends who have also said to me, you know, you should try it. I tried yeah. it. And, you know, I cut out the carbs and I was eating fat and whatever, and it was fine. And, and I lost so much weight. Uh, when does that start to get dangerous? Can we do that for a short period of time? Um, but then I just wonder, you'd just be going back to your old ways of eating after that. For sure, because look, all of this comes down to heavy management and people are not understanding how to manage it. How do you even know that you're in ketosis? So Right, how do you know? Well, usually um, usually there's, there's things that you can get or test kits that you can get where you're able to test, for example, your urine and your urine will tell you... Um, or show you basically whether you're in ketosis or not. What they say and suggest is that you'd have to be eating 50 grams or less than 50 grams of carbohydrates a day. Mm. Um, and it takes about three to four days for your body to actually start the process of ketosis. So it's very difficult for you to tell if you're in that particular state. Um, it takes a lot of management. And again, most people are most likely doing it incorrect. You're... All you're doing is really saying, okay, I'm not going to have the carbs, but it doesn't mean you're controlling the amount of calories. Mm. You're forgetting that fat has the most amount of calories per gram than any other macronutrient. There's nine calories of fat per gram uh, of fat. Uh, there's four calories in every one gram of carbohydrate and four calories in every one gram of protein. So when it comes to things like ketosis, people aren't necessarily managing the amount of calories they're having. And so they're still eating high calories and not necessarily budging the weight. Now, in terms of cutting the carbs doctors have done this with patients before because of the process it puts you in it's just like going to do uh, an intermittent fast or fasting you naturally go down that route of pulling energy from a different um, uh, source protein and fat the reason you go down that process is to help renew your cells the reason you go down that process i think i've mentioned it before um, is it gets your body into a state of what's known as autophagy where cells uh, renew themselves mm. now that's important for a short 
term or a short time period. Um, very, very necessary to help cleanse the body. But again, as I mentioned, in the long run, you're going to have a um, you're going to build up those ketones. You're going to end up uh, becoming sick. You're not drawing in all of the nutrients that you need, um, which you get from carbohydrates. So it's important to keep them in. But you know what I want to ask is, so okay, you do the keto for a while, but then what are you going back to after that? I mean, okay, keto it works. However, like you said, you can't do it for a long period of time. What, what's the right way to get off something like that then? The is in to get to get off once you've started. Yes. Or to focus. So that, so that you're not doing it for an extended period of time where it becomes harmful. Well, the reality is, it's very easy to get kicked out of ketosis. You know, just having uh, if you have too much vegetables, you get kicked out of ketosis. I think what's important for anyone going on any diet is to try and think about where your nutrients are coming from. So. We know about the three main macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbs. Mm -hmm. Almost every food you have has a combination of all of those nutrients. So this is why many people end up going down the ketosis route completely um, incorrectly because you don't understand that certain foods, like let's say the nuts, which are high in fat, mm -hmm. also contain protein and also contain carbohydrates. Yep. So um, I think the most important approach to think about is all food is energy and Every one of those food groups has a different process. So I'll give you an example. Um, protein makes up about 16% of the average human body, but it's found in every single hormone and every antibody. So if you're now focusing on, I'm gonna get my energy instead from protein first and carbohydrates, try to think about the delay that you're causing in its process um, in terms of what it's supposed to do for other parts of the body. Mm. Same with uh, fats, fats are stored energy. You cannot store carbohydrates, you cannot store protein, you can only store fat. So it's a, it's a stored energy, it helps to balance your blood sugar, improves brain function, signal sending, and it's a powerful anti-inflammatory. Again, if your focus is, let me go directly to the fat source to draw my energy, can it function at optimal level? Do you have enough levels of fat? And then lastly, we come back to the carbohydrates, which we know are the go-to fuel source for your central nervous system, for your brain, and all blood cells. So each macronutrient has a part to play. I wouldn't think about going down these the, these particular diets, um, again, unless it's for a controlled time period under controlled supervised conditions, not what you see on Instagram. We're going to be telling you uh, what you should be doing instead next. And you've started alluding to it there, Mike. It, it, it's about getting the balance that your body needs. More to come with Mike, Mr. Muscle, after this. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. I'm sorry, but this conversation has us dreaming about cakes and carbs. But, you know, we're going to have that objective, <laughs> objective conversation where we figure out which are the good carbs, which are the bad carbs. Mike Addo is here, Mr. Muscle. Mike, why do carbs have such a bad reputation? So when it comes to the carbohydrates having a bad reputation, um, that comes from A, people in the industry. Let's start with the people that do competitions. Yep. Um, a lot of people aspire to get that six pack, get that ripped, and I'm talking really lean body. Now, to get into that particular state, um, most people go down a very low, if not zero carb route. Um, if your aim, again, is to, to get shredded, like these people in competition, you're going to follow almost exactly the diet plan that they've gone for, the exercise regime that they've gone for. And so 
you start thinking, well, carbs is the enemy because no one that's going to go and compete is going to load up on carbohydrates. But what many people don't realize is that on the day of the show, after restricting themselves with so much carbohydrates, on the day of the show, most of these people load up on carbohydrates. Why? They do it because uh, they load up on simple carbohydrates. They do it because um, their body, there's something called um, supersaturation. When they eat those carbs, immediately the body that's been missing those carbohydrates for so long sucks up every ounce of that glucose and it goes directly into the muscles. So it makes it look fuller. Whoa. So this is, we're talking about a manipulation of carbohydrates here. These are things that are left out. Um, we're talking about um, high carb days, low carb days. This is called carbohydrate cycling. So there's so many different um, methods out there that are not being explained to the naked eye. Instead, what you're seeing is the end result and someone saying, well, cut the carbs, up the protein, up your fat, up your exercise. Because you've done this as well. You've yes. been in competition and yeah. you've completely restricted your diet just like that. Completely. And and did you do that? Did you load up on the day? On the day, yeah, I loaded up. And the thing is, it's it, it's not even that I got myself into a fantastic state. I, I couldn't go to the toilet during the whole like um, prep time that I was there. I could I could barely go to the toilet. Uh, my mood You need was fiber. Terrible. It's coming from carbs. Precisely. You can't, you're going to be constipated otherwise. Precisely. And you can't, and you really can't go. I found myself, there was, I remember, I would never forget this. Um, I can't remember where I was, but I, I felt myself, I needed to go to the toilet and I couldn't for the life of me. I ended up buying a flapjack, like a really high sugar flapjack. Five minutes later, I was, I was, it was good. I was easy to go. And that proves just how important carbohydrates are. Yeah. But not just for the satisfaction but also for the um also for your hormones mm. your satisfaction hormones exactly. um, leptin levels ghrelin levels the things that control your satiety mm -hmm. so um in terms of carbs having a bad rep remember you've got people that have done gone down this particular route and the focus has been well i can get you there this is what you have to do that word then spreads you have a friend who's now looking at someone that's starting to lose weight quite quickly no one is ever really tracking someone's journey from start to finish you're just seeing those immediate results you, you don't see what happens behind closed doors so and you think everybody is different everybody different. needs uh, you know different nutritional needs they're at a different stage of their lives there are you know there are so many things that actually influence uh, what your body actually needs so for sure in the world of social media it's not as simple as looking at somebody and going oh look at they've done it i'm just going to copy that the, the worst is when you see the before and after picture like you never see the in-between. And you again, like I said, you don't know how many hours that person slept. You don't know what type of training they've done. Look, just to throw it out there, when you're doing things like um, restricting carbohydrates, there's a type of training we call glycogen depletion. So think of it as carbohydrate depletion. The carbs that are stored in your muscles, the focus of this type of training is to drain those muscles of those carbohydrates, force and accelerate your body to go down that process of fat burning. It's a painful way of training. It's effective, but it's a painful way. We're talking multiple reps upon reps until you physically feel the friction in your muscles. People aren't telling you about these particular stages, especially if you're an amateur or someone that's not heading into competition, but you want the very fast um, weight loss. So there is so much that's unseen. All you know is, uh, but carbohydrates are, are, are bad. It's what's making me fat. Mm -hmm. No, it's the type of carbohydrates you're eating. And it's the overconsumption of those particular types of carbohydrates. So vital, vital, absolutely mm. vital. Um, we need to talk now. Uh, in in just a moment, we're going to come back with you, uh, Mike, and talk about what it is, in fact, 
uh, that we should be eating, the types of good carbs and the bad carbs. There's no ugly. There's no. <laughs> they're all beautiful carbs. But which ones should we be having and sh- which ones should we be avoiding? Mike Addo is going to be- break it down for us next. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. We are talking all things carbs with Mr. Muscle Mike Addo. He is here. Um, this is such a great conversation because we're kind of uh, dispelling all of these misconceptions that are just rampant everywhere, really, in the media um, around carbs and what we think we should be eating, what we shouldn't be eating. Mike, you've got three categories that we need to break things down into to figure out whether it's a good carb or a bad carb, what you should be eating, what you shouldn't. Yes. So first things first, if you're listening, try to think back to the carbohydrates you just ate or had yesterday. Uh, The three main categories of carbs are A, sugar. Let's call these simple carbs, digested very, very quickly. uh, Starch and fiber. And if you think back to what you ate, whether it's an hour ago or last night and all the carbohydrates, try to think which categories they fall into the most. So just to to kind of put it out there, it's not that carbohydrates are the enemy. It might just be a particular type of carbohydrate that you're over consuming that's leading you to gain weight. So let's break down the um, sugar or simple carbs first. Um, There are several compounds of sugar, just just to throw it out there. Mm. So the sugar found in milk is different to the sugar found in fruits. The sugar found in fruits is different to the sugar you find in things like oats or wheat or, or, or malt. Uh, there's several different types of sugar. We're talking about the, the natural, naturally occurring sugars That's here. Correct, yeah. yeah. The naturally occurring sugars. Um, the sugar you get from honey is also very different to the sugars you get from other things like fruit as well. Now... That's a lot for people to break down and think about in their head. You know, you can't really go and think, oh, I've got to think about the sugar in in milk. I've got to think about the sugar here and there. But what you should focus on is whether the sugar you're eating or consuming is natural or whether it's refined. Most of the time, anything sweet that you purchase, whether it's cereal, whether it's bread, contains refined sugars. It's these sugars that are going to cause you a big problem. So they get easily digested very, very quickly. And what tends to happen is they're very low in satiety. So let's say you have bread or you have sweets. You could continuously eat a whole bag of sweets until it's finished and still feel hungry. And that's why we do. Uh, and that's exactly what happens. That, that You know, you could finish off a packet of biscuits in yeah, one uh, sitting and then feel like you could still go for more. And eat and eat more food. And I've, I've Th- done, there's I've a done the scientific same. reason for it. It's not just, you know, somebody feeling, you know, slothful or something. Because there's, there's always like that moral thing around food, right? Yes. But it's actually properly addictive. It's very addictive. Sugar is very, very addictive. And because it doesn't fulfill your nutritional needs, your body's like, okay, you've put this in here. That's fine. I I still need to eat. I still need to fill that gap. So what tends to happen is when you're eating these sugars that are digested or simple carbs that are digested very quickly, what tends to happen is your insulin level goes up. You're left with a whole boatload of energy that you're not physically using. And because you're still hungry, you need to eat more food. And when you eat more food, more energy comes, well, the food gets converted into more energy. When more energy comes into the body, if we're not using it, well, what does the body do? It has to store it somewhere. It has to convert it into fat and store it as fat. Mm-hmm. So um, try to understand where the, the food you're eating is, is going. If it's a simple sugar, try to kind of understand um, how to deal with that. The next thing you're going to want to focus on is the starchy complex carbohydrates. Now, you'll find those in whole grains, sweet potatoes, whole pasta 
um, the important thing about these starchy complex carbs is they provide uh, nutrients like vitamin B, for example. Uh, these are digested a lot slower and it gives you steady energy and it makes you feel a little bit fuller. So good luck trying to eat endless amounts of brown rice. You just wouldn't be able to do it. You know? Exactly. It's it's uh, high on satiety, as you were talking about. It's the opposite of your refined sugars. Now, if we decide to look a little bit further into the starchy complex carbs, mm. there's actually several different types of starch. Now, I'm not talking about several different types of food. I'm talking about several different types of starch. Now, the one we're going to talk about today is resistant starch. With regards to the resistant starch, it kind of acts similar to fiber whereby you cannot digest it and it passes through to your colon undigested, but with the purpose of feeding your healthy gut bacteria. Now, I love it. A lot of things that we don't, you know, we don't pay attention to things like gut bacteria. But it's um, so important. It's very important. Mm. It's important for how you physically feel, important for how your hormones react, important for your whole digestive system. It's important for mental health as well. Oh, it's very important. There, there was a big link. There's been several studies and links between your <clears throat> gut bacteria and your mental state you know and, exactly. and and the obvious thing is just take a look if any of you are around young children just take a look at a children a child that needs to go to the toilet like they cry severely like screaming shouting crying kicking the moment they go to the toilet they're smiling and bouncing around as you we know? would be yeah precisely yeah so um the, the thing about the resistant starch uh, just to let you know, you can get this from oats, uh, beans, legumes, green bananas. Again, by the way, guys, this is all carbohydrates. Green bananas? Why green? Uh, because uh, when, when bananas become ripe, um, the consistency changes. They become a simple um, a simple carb. And a lot sweeter, and you can a, feel a lot it. Sweeter. Yeah, and, in, and instantly it gets digested like almost immediately for you to use that energy. That, that's the natural, at least that's a natural sugar, that's fine. But when it's green or when it's um, a bit more raw, it goes through a different breakdown process. It's not easy to um, break That is down. so interesting. I thought you weren't allowed to eat green bananas, that they were not good for you. You, you, could, but you can have them, but again, the green bananas, that we're talking about resistance starches, mm. that you can't really digest it properly. Right, so, so it's, just, it's yeah. going through your system. So when we're told we can't, kind of like uh, we can't eat it, like it's not good for you, it's more to do with the fact that it kind of acts like a fibre, it bulks up in your system, and it's going to go through that process that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. So should you be adding these things within your meals, like within every meal, you know, a small amount, because obviously you can't, you know, have too much of that. You'll feel incredibly full um, to kind of offset uh, mm. the the other things that you're eating for things like weight loss, because that's going to go through your system and it's going to help your digestive system and your gut bacteria and everything else. For sure. Look, if your goal is weight loss, you want to start looking at the type of carbohydrates you're having. Cut all refined sugars. That's what, when we say carbs are bad, let's, let's start saying refined sugars are bad. We have been saying it, but maybe there's more emphasis that's needed. Cut, get rid of, eliminate refined sugars completely. Mm -hmm. Natural sugars, try to time when you're having those natural sugars. So think about, let's, let's talk about your occupation or your career or, or the type of things you do daily. If you're someone that has to sit around for work and you can't be really, really active, do you really want to be loading up on fruits? Not necessarily. Yep. Unless we're talking about fiber, which we're going to come to, um, you don't want to load up on, on things that are going to give you immediate energy if you cannot expel that energy. Yep. So looking at something like oats or green bananas or, or beans and legumes as a resistant starch is better for you. Now, the reason that we call carbs or people call carbs the bad guy is when you're overloading on simple carbs, it spikes your insulin level. And eventually 
your cells stop responding to that insulin. You build up insulin resistance, which means you're left with very high blood sugar. More insulin needs to come into the body more and more to try and shuttle that high blood sugar and bring it down by storing the excess glucose in your blood into fat cells. Mm. Yeah. So um, when you start to look at having things like resistant starch, it will help reduce insulin resistance. It will make you a bit more sensitive to uh, insulin. It will help you stimulate fat burning. It will try to signal to your body to store the excess glucose and sugar um, in your blood into your muscles instead. And then it will increase fat oxidation. So it will help you to release fat from the fat cells via uh, the oxidative process. That's exactly what we want. For sure. We've got to get to start. Uh, to, we've just done the starches. We've got to get to the fiber next. That's coming up. We're going to be talking about that. And how should we be incorporating carbs into our diet? That's all coming up with Mr. Muscle here on Life Beats. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Working our way through the good carbs and the bad carbs. Okay, this is great. I love the breakdown, Mike. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the sugars. We've covered the starches. Um, and now it's really important to get to the fiber in this conversation. Yes. Um, again, people think, when was the last time that you got fiber or had fiber in your diet? And it's something that you should be eating with every single meal. Yep, You need fiber. There's two main types of fiber, soluble and insoluble fiber. The soluble fiber dissolves with water and it forms a really thick like gel, which helps to um, lower your blood sugar levels. So is that stuff like psyllium husk? Um, psyllium husk would be more on the insoluble side. The soluble uh-huh. side would be things like peas, uh, beans, carrots, apples, um, that's citrus interesting. Fruits. That's interesting because um, you know that's these are quite sweet. Yeah. As well, yeah. you know, when you talk about apples and and uh, peas and where I've seen some diets where they tell you just just avoid that. Yeah. I love peas. You know? Do you know? It's funny you say that. Like I, I'm a big fan of peas. Back home we have mushy peas, but again, when you think about the consistency of these foods when they are mixed with water, you can physically see what's happening so if you was to soak apples in water you can see it swell yes like and you're making um let's say apple pie mm-hmm. and you're you're really like cooking that, that those apples and you're soaking it as well with water you see that gel kind of like really sugary kind yes. of gel that it forms this is stuff that happens in the body now people are going to stay and um, sit there and say oh but isn't this stuff really sweet and high in sugars it is it's high in natural sugars but this is where you have fiber that pairs with the simple and sugar carbs if you're now to take off the skin off of all of those things I mentioned and eat only the um, insides, then you're going to be left with just pure natural sugar. It's very different. So you won't, you're actually getting rid of the fiber. So it's very important to know if you're eating an apple, well, the skin of the apple is where the fiber is. If you're eating, let's say, oranges, don't try and look for just the, the fleshy bit in the middle. You need to keep that, what do we call it, rind. I think we talked about this last time. Oh, it has a name. Yes, it but does. it's like the white stuff that keeps yes. each piece together. For sure. And yes. almost all of the nutrients are in that white stuff that keeps the citrus fruits together. Is it called the pith? I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, to, it um, has a name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so when you're thinking about that soluble fiber, you're, you're focusing on, okay, it's going to keep me satisfied. Yeah. I'm going to feel fuller for longer. I'm still getting the simple carbohydrates from there. Um, some of those also have the complex starch around it, mm-hmm. but now they're all working together. You're not just looking for the good bits that give you the instant energy and satisfaction. 
Then you've got insoluble fiber. This is where things like psyllium husk come into play. We call these bulk or roughage. You eat that, or Weetabix, for example, as well, would be um, an insoluble fiber. Um, it helps to bulk your stool. And, and it's not with the aim of getting you to feel full up, but it's actually with the aim of clogging you up so that when you empty the bowels, you're taking everything with it. You're trying to cleanse the bowels, cleanse your colon, um, and, and focus on increasing movement proper digestive wow. movement through the bowels. It really just cleans your system out in a really great way. For sure. And and not to kind of be graphic, but it's like when you have sweet corn. Like every, every like once uh, if anyone's had sweet corn, they they know for a fact that some stage that sweet corn didn't seem to digest. You're right. Like, what the hell's going on here? Right. Exactly. So, um, so that's what's going on there. Yeah. yeah. So things like that would um foods like cauliflower, nuts, uh, potatoes with the skin on. So those of you that are talking about chips, let's quickly just really address this. Chips. You know you we can't them? live without them, yes. No, you can eat them. You can eat them. But think about what you're eating. Yep. If you're frying chips and there's no skin on them, well, where, where's the real fiber in, in those chips? Mm. And even the way you prepare them, you know, what are you actually frying them in? How are you cooking them? Just readdress how you're digesting those foods. Okay, so we got to keep the skin on if we're having Potatoes. our potato chips or french fries. And how would, how would you prepare them? You could oven them. Uh, oven chips are, are perfectly fine. Um, you can have a little bit of oil on them. Oil is a different subject completely because if you talk about oil and you think about heating any oil up, it changes the um, compound of the oil. It becomes hydrogenated. Our bodies, so well, we're told our bodies cannot remove that. So your focus is really how do you prepare that food? Mm. But I, I hope the picture that people are starting to understand is that you can eat carbohydrates. In fact, you have to. Where are those nutrients, those micronutrients? Where are they coming from? They're coming from your vegetables. So when you say oh, I'm not having carbs, do, do you mean you're not having simple carbs? Or do you mean I'm not having any carbs? Right. But, but good luck trying to survive. you got to be specific. you got to have the good carbs, which is, uh, you know, why you're covering it all today. Um, so fiber, vital. Vital. I can tell you how much uh, men, men are recommended to have 35 grams of, around 35 grams of fiber a day. Women, 25 grams. Um, I don't know why with women we always give them the uh, smaller portions. Um, honestly, I, I think there's got to be a subject in that because when I'm at home, um, if, if Viv's made dinner, we tend to eat the same portion. And, I, and then I, I That's kind of... That's interesting. Yeah, I kind of look and I say, but you know I'm supposed to have more than you. And I don't know why I say this, but instinctively I'm like, this is why my muscles aren't growing fast. <laughs> like... Stop giving me the same amount. But we always talk about that. And, and we talk about men being able to lose weight faster than women and that kind of thing. So I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. Like you said, I think that's a, that's a topic it for another to show. Addressed. It has to be addressed. Um, but, you know, in terms of us, mm. uh, you know, I was going to say to you, you know, it's interesting. I remember, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe what you would see in the media around diets was all about fiber it used to be all about fiber and i remember you know seeing a lot more emphasis on that yep. and now it's just completely shifted you know where we don't hear about fiber anymore yeah you don't a lot of people don't you you don't know where your fiber is coming from you don't know how to get fiber when someone says fiber you're thinking straw and sticks and i don't know what else like that's what comes to my mind exactly not necessarily cardboard yeah not exactly that like shredded cardboard or Weetabix. Yes. Um, you're not thinking peas and, um, you know, the I'm not the other thinking vegetables. peas, exactly. No. And it's important to point out as well, you know, because you were talking about the simple uh, sugars too, diet food. Diet food as, you know, a source of, of those simple sugars yeah. that we don't realize 
are all over it. We think it's diet. We think it's perfect. For sure. And it's one of the, look, most of these added sugars are in there purely for taste and satisfaction. Um, when you see something that's low fat, almost all of the time it's been replaced with some sort of added sugar um, or sweetener of some sort. Because if they've taken the fat out, they've had to put something, something else in. back in. P precisely. And start thinking, why low fat anyway? Like, we've had these conversations before, there are different types of fat. So why, why are we going low fat? What do we mean by low fat? What type of fat's getting taken out? And if, if, if most of the time you're referring to animal fat, saturated fat, but there's research that's, that shows a decent amount or a small amount of saturated fat is actually necessary, mm. especially with men. You know, it's necessary for our hormones, our male hormones. So there's, a, I mean, when we look at food, I think people should now start focusing on timing. How do we time the way we eat these foods? So I'll give you an example. If you're going to have things like fruit, the best time to have it, let's say your training is pre-workout, just before your workout. It will give you that instant energy that you need. Is it wise to have it before bed? Not necessarily. I mean, do you need to, to have that quick digestion of glucose? Unless your, your energy level is so, so low, you feel very, very depleted, you feel your sugar levels are low and you need to really bring them back up. You probably just need it. to get to bed. There you go, that's another thing. You just need to go to sleep. <laughs> you know, if you are needing something at that time of the day, maybe it's sleep, actually, that is the problem. And all of these are interconnected into the way that you feel, into what you're eating. So if, if I'm going to give any advice around carbs, let this be known. It's suggested that you have 45 to 60% of your calories come from carbohydrates. Yep. If anyone out there is trying to challenge that through your thought, try to understand where your nutrients are really coming from. And this is amazing. You know, I'm going to listen back to this again because it's where your carbs are coming from. Yes. You need the good carbs. 45 to 60%. That is a much higher percentage than I thought you would it's, say. It's definitely higher. It's really that higher. we need in terms of carbs. But an, an incredible discussion today. Amazing. One that I have no doubt we're going to continue here on Life Beats. Mike, always fun with you. Amazing. I Love do it. have uh, one quick oh, fact. We do. We do. We can't let one you fact. go without the quick fact. No, go on. I'll give you guys two because it kind of kind of pairs into the, to the fact. Right. 80% of the brain is water. Too many people are still not drinking enough water. 80% of the brain is water. is water. That's an important one. Yes. Now, when you hear this part, a human brain cell can hold five times as much information as the Encyclopedia Britannica. That's the, one of the biggest encyclopedias out there. Say now, that again. The, a human brain cell. A human brain cell. One so, cell. Uh, one cell. We're not talking about the human brain. Uh, no. One brain cell, one human brain cell can hold um, five times as much information as the Encyclopedia Britannica. That's incredible. I incredible. love your facts. I love it. I'm glad you got that in. Something food for thought for everybody. Get your carbs, but also get your water in there get as that well. Water. It's vital. It's vital. For sure. Until next time. Yes. Mike, absolutely amazing. That's it for us here on Life Beats. We're going to be back again with you tomorrow from 10 a.m. Have a great day and see you then. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.